0: the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. Ladies and gentlemen, just what you need on a Monday morning, some Mario Salvo, the University of California at Berkeley free speech advocate. Welcome back to Facts versus Rhetoric. We recently spent a few episodes talking about the mental health link between the mass shootings and the prescription drugs. And one thing that is really bothering me is the politicalization of the whole gun debate. The Democrat politicians are blaming the Republicans for killing the innocent kids and, you know, because of gun control. And the distraction is the gun debate. We are getting distracted from the cause, the mental health of the shooters. And I really need everyone to think about this just for a second, okay? So hopefully everyone listening is somewhat mentally well, meaning in your brain you cannot come up with one single reason To shoot your way into a school and gun down as many kids and teachers as possible. It's a suicide mission. You know, going in, you're going to commit murder and then most likely be killed yourself. We all weigh pros and cons when making decisions. Obviously, some people put more time and energy into that than others. But for the most part, everyone has some version of that. And I would argue a person with a sound mind would have zero things in the pros column and just an infinite number of reasons in the cons column when running through the old mass murder decision regardless of your political leanings or your stance on guns i'd bet you'd agree with that right no sane person would even have one reason to kill others agreed agreed okay now here is what i feel is the most important part of this ask yourself this question what would have to happen to a person's brain to go from there being no reasons to kill kids and a million reasons not to kill kids to all of a sudden now there are more reasons to kill the kids than not this is where i'm stuck to me this is the most important part of any discussion that includes the whole mass shooting school shooting murder suicide really really any topic that involves a person's mind to break. And then the unthinkable becomes the number one thing on their daily to-do list. What happened? How did it happen? How do we prevent it from happening? How fast does it happen? Is it a, is it as fast as flipping a light switch or is it a slow gradual process with plenty of warning signs along the way, you know, that we could maybe be looking out for? Nowhere in the first 10 questions are guns even involved. And personally, I'm really close to arguing guns are not part of the problem or discussion at all. But they are definitely not involved in the why. Ask yourself what has to happen to your brain for you to shoot your way into a school and start inflicting as much damage as possible with the deadliest weapon you have access to. See, Nick, that's why we got to ban guns. Having easy access to deadly weapons like AR-15s is a problem. Hmm, I disagree. If that's the case, I need you to explain to me how having access to guns would make a person's brain go from there being no reasons to kill kids and a million reasons not to, to all of a sudden there are now reasons to do that. How does a gun do that? How does a gun make you have reasons to kill now? Simply saying the guns are the problem ignores the problem of motive. And I encourage. You to share this episode with anyone in your life that feels strongly one way or another on the gun control, gun rights, this whole school school shooting thing. I ask you to share to get a conversation going on the cause. I don't benefit financially if you share this episode. There's no subscriptions, likes, fucking notification bells to hit. I just want to get some feedback or some conversation going. I haven't been able to get past that initial question of why, and I'm just stuck It feels like we are all in the same boat of wanting these types of tragedies to be a thing of the past. So what I'm bringing to the table, along with many other people, is that one, we should figure out what is causing these types of avoidable tragedies. Two, we should seriously look into the correlation between these crimes and the use of mind-altering drugs. You know, the mind-altering drugs that the drug company who makes said drugs tells you in writing to your face. That if you take these mind-altering drugs, the drugs may actually alter your mind in a way that would make you suicidal, aggressive, not yourself, and a whole host of other things. Let's answer those questions first. And then if you'd like to enter into a good faith discussion on what types of guns or how many guns one person should be able to own, happy to have the gun talk, but it should not prevent the getting to the bottom of the why... And that's what it's doing, and that's what's driving me absolutely crazy. The people who are using the dead kids to further their political theater agenda, and then the people who take the bait and start debating the Second Amendment rights, all y'all are focusing on the wrong shit, which brings up another interesting question. People are either unwittingly missing the point on this, right? They're missing the connection, they, you know, they're hearing about it for the first time now and going, holy shit, is that, maybe I should look into that. Or, there are efforts out there being made to aid people in missing the point on purpose. Does that make sense? Let's just assume I'm right. Figuring out why this continues to happen is the most important question we need to answer. If you're someone who has never considered that before, and you actually want to find a solution, right now you're like, oh, holy shit, let's investigate that. This makes so much sense to look into it, starting like now. And because I like to challenge people to think for themselves, if you are a person who does not agree with this premise, that something is causing people's minds to alter, allowing them to shoot kids, and it's simply just the gun's fault, let me ask you what it would take to change your mind. What is the burden of proof that's not being met for you to consider this? Think about that. If you thought about this whole thing and you're unsure of what it would take or there's nothing that can be revealed to you to make you reconsider your position, you're being led by emotion. Your mind has effectively been altered to ignore a very reasonable potential reality of an issue you supposedly care so much about. Your perception has been subconsciously affected by something. Because your perception is that guns are the problem. Case closed. And because your perception affects your behavior, look out, we got a true believer on our hands. Guns are the issue, period. End descendants, repeat the line. Good night, everybody. Roll credits, smoke them if you got them. Get rid of the guns, and you get rid of mass murder. The problem we seem to have is we get a lot of true believers out there. And why we keep talking about it and why it's so dangerous. Like Let's pretend I'm right. okay? Serious drug side effects are causing people to shoot their way into schools and shoot kids. The way to save the next batch of kids and to help the people suffering from these serious side effects would be, I don't know, to acknowledge the problem and then do something about it by getting the people off of these dangerous drugs. The true believers will never be convinced nothing is going to change their minds. Even if 100% of the killers are all on the same pharmaceutical cocktail of mind-altering drugs, that wouldn't even change their mind. That wouldn't make them a little bit curious to look into it. Even if the killer was captured alive and interviewed live on TV at the scene of the crime with the fucking gun in his hand and he said straight up, hey, I want to kill kids. And the reporter's like, well, sir, if you didn't have a gun, would you still want to kill the kids? And the guy would be like, ah, uh, yeah, stupid. I just told you I wanted to kill kids. I don't care how I do it. I just want to do it. I didn't say I just wanted to shoot a gun in the same room as kids. I said I wanted to kill kids. I feel like you're not listening to me. Like, even if he said that, that wouldn't change your mind. Your perception is influenced to think something. Your influenced perception controls your actions. Soon, your emotions start to form strongly held beliefs. And when a strongly held belief that was arrived at by anything other than reason or facts, critical thinking is challenged... Your brain goes into protect mode. The cognitive dissonance kicks in and you become something that exacerbates the very problem you're so passionately trying to solve. Because you give a shit so much. Because you care. For me, I strongly believe the following. Big Pharma's goal is to convince as many people as they can that they are in need of one of their products. I arrived here on reasons, facts, and my own critical thinking. I do have things that would need to be met for me to think otherwise, but so far those things have not been met. I would argue their goal is the same as every other business owner's goal out there. Make everyone a repeat customer. However, with pharmaceuticals, that becomes hard once all the unhealthy, sick people are already customers. Then what? Well, then you got to get the healthy people to become customers. And how do we do that? I don't know, um, invent problems and offer a cure. Hey, Bill, we've been testing our new blood pressure drug. And, and get this, everyone in the study gets a boner. <laughs> Wait a minute, seriously? Yep. By God, Johnson, we've did it. What guy wouldn't pay to have a pill that gives him a boner? Well, hold on a second, Bill. No man is going to admit that the lack of intimacy with the misses and their sexless marriage is affecting his ability to achieve and maintain an erection. Whoa, 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 Johnson. The actual cause of the problem is whatever we say it is. Come on, remember chapter one of the Big Pharma Employee Handbook? Any side effect observed in a trial should be handed over to the marketing division immediately so they can cultivate an issue, manufacture concern, and then offer a solution? People, erectile dysfunction was created by an advertising firm. It was made up by ad execs, not discovered by doctors. It was made up to facilitate the selling of a failed blood pressure medication drug that caused people to have an erection that took it. And no guy would walk into their doctor's office and say, hey, doc, uh, my dick isn't working. And even if he did, we can't risk the doctor actually doing his job. And then, you know, once he ruled out any possible medical issues preventing the wood, he'd refer the patient to, I don't know, a couple's therapist. No, no, no. We got to go get out ahead of this. We had to get the sales force out there. Have to let all the doctors know. Hey, these poor men don't have intimacy issues; they got erectile dysfunction, and we just so happen to be working around the clock to help patients that are suffering from ED. We even gave it a we even gave it a nice abbreviation, so we didn't have to say erectile. We have a new safe and effective drug that can fix your problem in the bedroom and restore your intimate relationship with your partner. So doctors, all you have to do is ask your patient, hey, you having any issues getting into maintaining an erection? And since 15 to 20% of marriages are sexless, plus the gray divorce rates of adults 50 and over has doubled since 1990 and has tripled for those 65 and over, there will be a big potential pool of customers if we can convince them that, unfortunately, you're suffering from ED. Don't feel embarrassed, Mr. Limpy. It's not your lifestyle choices of eating fried fucking food or the fact that you sit on your ass and you don't exercise that would potentially clog up your microscopic blood vessels in your dick. Nor is it a warning sign that maybe your relationship needs some work. There's nothing you could have done to prevent this. You're just an unlucky statistic. Just take this pill and all your problems will go away. Big Pharma's goal is to convince as many people as they can that they are in need of one of their products, and that doctors don't have the time to give a shit. We all have to come to the realization that doctors and hospitals might not work how we think they work. I feel a lot of us walk into our doctor's office or a hospital with some dangerous assumptions going on. Oh, my doctor cares about me. Ain't wrong. They care about limiting liability to be sued by you. My doctor knows me. Ain't wrong. They read their notes in their medical chart before they walked into the waiting room. Hey, how's Junior doing in school? Still playing sports? How was that trip to Europe? He didn't remember that shit. He wrote it down last time he told him, so the next visit he could sound like he fucking remembers who you are. Oh, my doctor cares about my health. Really? If you have 10 to 15 minutes with your doctor every one to two years, I don't think your doctor has time to care about your individual health. Most times the doctors don't even own the practice or the hospital they're working in. So they need to turn and burn as many visits per day to get billables as high as possible to make the private equity firm that owns the goddamn practice or hospital as much money as possible even if the doctors own their own practice. Between the ungodly amount of money it costs to have medical malpractice insurance and to deal with the insurance company's regulation and paperwork just to get paid, your individual health doesn't factor into that as much as you think it does. The next time you're at your doctor's office, ask them who owns the practice, and then start asking them questions to see how long they will give you before they wrap it up, you know, because people are waiting and they have to leave. If it's about 10 or 15 minutes, I would strongly suggest you rethink all the things you think you know about the people looking after your health and individual care. And it's not the doctor's fault. They're, they are easy targets for big pharma's beautiful saleswomen who walk into the office and, hey, doc, here's a list of drugs that you can prescribe for virtually anything that may be ailing your patients. Hey, and if uh, you sell enough of these prescriptions, I can get you tickets to the Super Bowl. And don't worry, everything's safe and effective. And other doctors are having great success with them. No serious side effects. And hey, what's better than being able to help your patient on the same day? Bam, done, solved. Just go hit CVS. You'll be right as rain in hours. There's no diets, no lifestyle changes, no sacrifice, no hard work. You don't need to do anything tough. Just an easy to swallow, easy button. When I look around, it seems to me that the healthcare system is broken. And one of the side effects of a broken system is a rise in mental health issues resulting from masking symptoms with drugs instead of working on a cure. Guys, we just watched Big Pharma lie to the world for three years to make billions of dollars in profit liability-free. Every goddamn safeguard that exists to prevent that from happening was ignored. The regulatory agencies are captured. The mainstream media have been captured, brought to you by Pfizer. The medical community has been captured. Do you think this is like a one-time thing? Do you think this is the first time this has ever happened? We are seeing the long-term effects of our treat the symptom with drugs approach to health and well-being. You can't rely on the doctors to speak up They are people just like you. They got bills, student loans, tuitions, and a mortgage, if not two. They're not fucking heroes. They are prone to intimidation like any of us. The few that speak out are dealt with publicly, swiftly, and ruthlessly to send a message to the others. Oh, you like your medical license? You like your six-figure salary, your family vacations, your nice cars? Yeah, I thought so. Now shut up and sell some drugs. Before you slip into unconsciousness, I'd like to have another kiss. Another. to